Grace and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging, particularly the traditional owners of this land we now call Sydney, where we are recording today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Thank you, Lily. Please have got the pipe for you. That'll show you all that attitude. You got love and luck and lust and lovers. Sit back, relax as we pull back the covers. Hello, beautiful people. It's Lily from Clues, and this week I'm doing the intro instead of Grace. So cop that. This week, we're actually going to be answering questions that you sent in to us on Instagram. And what a roller coaster it is. Thank you for being so thought-provoking. You really know where to hit us where it hurts, and we hope that you learn a little bit about us in this episode. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Bon oui. Bon bon. Christmas bon appétit. Bon. <laughs> let's go. And away we go. So, everybody, this week we put a call out onto our Instagram stories where people could ask us anything, any question about love, sex, dating, relationships, romance, you know the drill. Everybody really went ham and we got some amazing questions that we're going to go through today. So, welcome. It's so good to have you here and I think we should just dive straight in. So, we've got a list of questions here. All right, let's kick off with a great juicy question. I'd love to know if you've had any romance with any of the guys from the bands you've supported. (laughs) That Uh, is a straight up no. Classic. Yeah, hard no. And you know what? That's a straight up no just in life in general. I don't think I've ever been involved with anyone who is musical or in a band. And you do have quite an explicit, I don't know if it's a rule per se, it's more of like a taste. Like you don't like the idea of dating someone who's in a band. So Isn't that strange? That means I wouldn't date strange. myself. Maybe that's why it is. Yeah. Well, yeah though, for real though. Yeah, it's too close to home, isn't it? No band romance. And may I just add, that is absolutely no shade to the beautiful men we've had the pleasure of touring around with and, you know, playing shows with, but it's just simply, it's just not a thing, is it, Lil? Wait, not only is it no shade on them, they've, no one's ever shown any interest in us. So So true. Yes. So true. Oh my God. That is so conceited to be like, I bet everyone wants a piece of this. And it's like, no, not really. I think they have for you. (laughs) I don't think so, Lil. I don't think so. Question number two. Lily, you can read this one out. Okay. Both roommates have girlfriends, in brackets, happy for them. How do I keep from being lonely as fuck at the moment? Great question. That's actually a really difficult one. I remember being in high school and my friends who got boyfriends, I felt like they became almost boring or kind of irrelevant almost like they were just removed from social circles maybe a little bit more because they had their special person and this is a conversation I had with one of my friends quite recently who was talking about how she lives with her boyfriend now and she's kind of just stopped seeing friends because she has her one and only like she just has the person that she wants to do everything with so why would she spend time with everything else I think the point is it is difficult to adjust 
adjust to that new dynamic when there is a partner in the mix with your friend I think you both need to be conscious of keeping that friendship alive almost because it's really important to have support networks that are outside of the person that you're in a relationship with otherwise it's just you and them against the world as for being lonely though like that that's what I'm saying like that dynamic can make you feel lonely because you feel like this person has just gone off with their one and only but you know what I suppose you can take it as an opportunity to try and become best friends with yourself a little bit more if you're not already like I really think it's so important for everyone to be able to thrive and enjoy their own company just as much as they would if they were with their best friend so I don't know maybe there are some little strategies you can use to try and enrich the relationship you have with yourself like see it as an opportunity rather than a loss what do you think though I'm in this exact same situation my housemate has a boyfriend and I'm really happy for them but lockdown obviously makes it hard to date and it makes it hard to meet new people and so I honestly this maybe this is just how I sail through all my problems and it's really bad but I just don't think about it I actually wrote down in the note to this question I wrote just don't think about it lol (laughs) because honestly it's like what are you gonna do you know we're gonna end up all flourishing and thriving and dating people when the world Mm -hmm. opens back up again but for now Mm -hmm. you just have to cop it don't you and sometimes you just have to grin and bear it like yeah you're on your own everyone else is coupled up you just Mm -hmm. gotta you just gotta roll with it yeah that's really tricky but good luck to you I'm sure you'll be fine maybe get on some chat rooms maybe start crocheting maybe get a budgie I don't know there 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 are options are plenty can I just say do not get a budgie we do not condone (laughs) keeping birds as pets and also what is a chat room and I don't remember what the third thing you said I think the only good thing you said was start crocheting (laughs) all right yeah called out okay you know what just crochet a budgie make a crochet budgie crochet a budgie (laughs) all right next question my next question greatest love song slash heartbreak song of all time or top three I actually have saved up my top three breakup songs just so someday when somebody breaks my heart I can listen to them and like finally truly understand what they really mean okay okay what are they give it to us number one is I hate this part pussycat dolls I hate this part right here imagine just tears streaming down your face my second one is of course Bonnie Raitt can't make you love me Mm. Oh my god. That must hit really different. Oh wow, that song is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, really good one. And the third one? The third one is by Tobias Jesso Jr. and it's called How Could You Babe? And I think How it's about How Could You Babe? That one? Yes, exactly. Oh, that hits different. Yeah, I think you sure. have to pick belters. Like imagine having your heart broken and then just yeah. literally belting them out at the top of your lungs. Yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome. I can't wait. All right. Question number four. What's the biggest lesson life has taught you? Big question. Heavy hitter. Oh, this is a very much namaste moment as well. And I know you're going to put that music underneath it. I'm going to put the meditation music under it. Is that realizing that you can be, you have to be present, mindful and grateful, right? Oh, God, cringe at myself. 
But purely, I think that I had to learn that no phase of life is one where you should be waiting for the next phase to start, right? And we've spoken about this before. Yes. And if you stay connected to the little details and you just yes. live life as it's happening, you think, oh my gosh, you're doing it, you know? Instead of just... Oh my God. I honestly feel like I sailed through my early 20s feeling like, oh, when I have this cool apartment, oh, when I finish my yeah. uni degree, oh, when I'm yeah. earning money, which many of those things haven't happened, but that's okay. <laughs> And but they're that's, all, that's what I mean. You can't wait for it to happen. sources of success of, and happiness and whatever you want to call it. I think that's such a good point. If you're just being Icarus flying towards the sun forevermore, it's really hard to appreciate all the little things that you would have found crazy to even dream about, you know, two years previously or whatever. So I think that's a perspective that I've really tried to have recently. Yeah, totally. Under toi catch sank, do you know how to speak other languages? Well, this is a little fun fact for you. Lily and I both, when we were in year 10 or when we were like 15 or something, went to France for a few months, specifically to try and learn the language and I remember I came back literally like I could understand basically anything that anybody said to me which is crazy to think about now and now literally it's so awful to think that it is just gone from my brain and I really hope it's the type of thing where if I went back there you know it would all come rushing back flume rushing back but I just <laughs> flume yeah flume rushing back do you you're oh pretty good God. still aren't you though oh here's a test okay say I'm a little okay. parakeet and I have a beautiful <laughs> life <laughs> parakeet was hard just, uh je suis un petit oiseau ma vie est, est tellement belle that was pretty good. Anyway, who cares? I can't speak French. Lily can. Get over it. Move on. <laughs> All right. Question number six. With dating apps, what's a good first message and what's both your ideal first dates? Okay, awesome. Well, Grace has never used dating apps before, um, so I'll take the reins on this one. What's a take good first message? You know what? I just think the good first message is because dating apps are so based on first appearances, mm-hmm. if you've swiped right on someone, you're already interested. Okay, so I can just mm. throw out something just absolutely cooked. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Just anything. Like you're a beautiful little parakeet. Yeah, you could life. say, yeah, un petit oiseau, you know, like the people that I've really clicked with on dating apps, the conversations haven't been like, hey, what are you up to? <laughs> oh, what do you do for work? Like, I, you know, just don't even yeah, yeah, yeah. save all that boring stuff for the first date so you have things to talk about if you want to yeah. meet up in person. Don't you think? You need to have, see yeah. if you've got chemistry, you know? Just be like, if you were an Otolingi flavor, what would you be? You know, <laughs> like, or just be like. Yeah, yeah. I totally think that would get me as well. But to be fair, that's quite specific to us because that's a type of humour we like. Exactly. We like someone to look us up and down (laughs) and be like, hey, girl, you're a little spiky leaf flower. Yeah. And we'll be like... Yeah. Pickup lines are so funny because also even if the humour, because it's very hard to convey sarcasm or like dry humour when you've never met someone before so you don't know if they've got that little twinkle in their eye as they're saying something. On dating apps, you got to get a conversation going. So I'm actually still okay with like how's the weekend treating you or something like that. You know, there's no point Mm. in judging someone on their opening line because that's going to be forgotten. Well, yeah. Okay. See, that's another good point. If you open with a meme or with a funny thing, I think if it went on for too long I get bored of it I'm like okay are you actually a caricature or are you a real person walking Mm -hmm. around on two legs because at this point I honestly don't know yeah all right 
Yeah, okay. The second part of that question was ideal first date. Grace, you can answer it. Oh, yeah. Okay, see, that's actually a funny one. I was thinking, wow, what's my ideal first date? And I was like, hot air balloon, a trip to space, take me to a scuba no, diving no. class first with sharks. date and I was with like, someone no. you've never met before. I know, but I was like, okay, so actually the ideal first date is, yes, just go get a drink. Like, just go, don't overthink it, just keep it simple, go to a cool bar. That's also my ideal first date is just classic drinks because I think a first date when you've never met someone before but you're like hoping that it is going to be a date needs to Mm. be for me in a nighttime setting so that you know it's like there's romance in the air I don't think a first date would be like go to the beach or something right it has to be because that's something you would do with your friends it has to be some Mm -hmm. sort of sparkle like oh you're a bit nervous you go you get a cocktail you feel all classy exactly it's classic it's timeless and it's anything could happen and you can also leave whenever you want yeah true i don't like first dates where you feel like you're roped into a hole even like dinner or something like that would be so strange just pop in have a drink if you're vibing it you can drink the night away and if you're not vibing it you can be like a b c d f g i've got to go i agree all right, question number whatever we're up to. Which of your lyrics or themes would you each choose for yourself and for each other to get tattooed? We've actually thought about this before to the point where I would 100% do it. Remember our EP Love Luck Omens? Grace and I have actually considered getting Love Luck tattooed across our knuckles. Is our knuckles. Tattooed <laughs> across <laughs> our knuckles. You know, is that hot or not? Is that I yay or nay? I reckon that is hot as truck. I really think that's a hot thought. Like, I want that for me and I want that for you. I want it. I want it. I'm going to do it. We're going to do Especially it Especially because we have no tattoos. I think, like, the first tattoos being hand tattoos is pretty random. And especially because, like, it's just so hardcore. Yeah, it's, like, really (laughs) hectic. Like, it's just, like, hectic. It's, like, thumb ring, bitch. Mm. So, anyway, yes, we have thought about it and maybe that's what we'll do someday. Let us know your thoughts. Next question. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Grace, Uh, this is from somebody. 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 Is Grace happier since being in a relationship and enjoying that daily dose of oxytocin? Um, yeah, I would say so. You know, I was thinking about this and yes, Brandon brings such joy to my life, which is really, I'm so grateful for. It's really amazing. And it just like, I don't want to say that it gives my life more meaning because my life is incredibly meaningful anyway, but it is pretty special to have found a random person that I now consider like my closest confidant (laughs) or whatever you want to call (laughs) my lady squire. Your petit Um, me. And you know, what especially in lockdown i am like thank little lord jesus sitting up in the clouds on his throne for bringing me brandon because seriously what would i be doing right now if it weren't for him i would genuinely just be especially because you're living by yourself i would have ordered a worm farm by now or i would be down a slippery 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 wormy slope (laughs) i can tell you that much so yeah he makes he's making my days very happy well fuck me grace i'm happy for you guys that's awesome everyone slow clap heroes welcome thank you thank you no it is very that is great what's an insult you've received that you're proud of I've actually got a very literal translation of this, right? Okay, let me set the scene. It is year, I must say, year seven. 
All right. I'm a bee, I'm a bee, I'm a bee, which is probably came out around that time. You're absolutely dead right. You're spot on. <laughs> so it's year seven. We've all gone to Coolandell, the year seven oh. orientation camp, which is in the bush Iconic. where you like go kayaking and stay in tents and stuff like that. And you all yeah. bond because you've just started yeah. high school. We get back from Coolandell and we've all had a great time. We've been swimming. We've been hiking. We've been doing whatever you do. And a girl who I was actually oh, really no. good friends with in primary school, so it felt like oh, a bit no. of a betrayal. I thought we had something. A girl oh, who I thought I was friends with. Um, no, I hate this story. Went it's around. My heart. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> went around telling everybody that my underarms were like the Amazon rainforest because I haven't <laughs> shaved them. <laughs> oh my wait, God, wait, Lily. listen. Wait, listen. Lily. Okay, I'll have to hold my tongue. Continue yeah, yeah. Your story. Just let me finish, then you can jump. Okay, so she's gone around. She's saying, oh, and like, no, actually one of my really good friends said to me, she's like, oh, my God, Lily, like, I don't know if this is going to hurt your feelings, but I just, I think you have to know that this girl, naming no names, has gone around like telling people that she thinks your underarms are like the Amazon rainforest. And The Amazon rainforest, what a burn. Okay, but do you know what I said? I was, and even back then, like, I could give a fuck, like, hand on heart. I gave a fuck about other things to do with like. You were embarrassed about everything. No, 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 but I think Amazon rainforest wouldn't have cut you where it <laughs> I think that I've always been like a critic, a self-critic. So if yeah. someone actually puts into words what they don't like about me or what they think about me, I'm sort of like, okay, like I could get, it's sort of like, yeah. fuck you, you'll never dislike me as much as I've disliked certain parts <laughs> oh, of myself. God. So like I'm a gangster bitch, you yeah. know? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so, which is yeah. pretty hectic, but like it's true. Anyway, especially so. when you're a teenager. And I said to my friend, okay, throwback, does anyone remember the ABC Kids TV show that was on roller coaster with Elliot after school yes. called Serious yes. Amazon? They sent kids into the jungle to, like, survive in the rainforest yeah. and they had to do, like, okay, fun sure. competitions. And I said to my friend... In your armpit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in my pits. I said to my friend, well, she mustn't have seen the show Serious Amazon because then she'd know what the Amazon rainforest really looked like. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's so, so good. I I'm think so that, proud of you. Cause oh, I, you're awesome. I think that. Well, I didn't say this to her face because I was like, I'm just going to let man live. Like, I'm not going to yeah. confront her yeah. about it because I don't really yeah. like confrontation. <laughs> oh, but so going good. back to the question, I I feel neither here nor there about shaving my armpits or not. And usually, I um, opt for the former. So I'm not proud of whether she felt either which way about it. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm proud of taking that insult and it not bothering me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Awesome. That's so good. So that's my and story. Lily, <laughs> I had such a visceral reaction when you told that story because my little story that I thought of for this question Holy was crit. that I remember, I remember being like mocked and mocked and mocked in early high school. It would have been year seven for having hairy legs. Yeah. Do you remember? Wait, can I yeah. just say, I'll let you go on. I think it's because, and it's so long ago now that I can't, well, we're not allowed to shave our legs till we were like 14 yeah. or something. Yeah. Or was it ever, did mum ever actually tell us, no, you're not allowed, or did we just not I think do it was it? dad. I think it was dad, okay. which in itself is such an archaic thing. Police our bodies next time, mate. Yeah, exactly. If I was a 13-year-old now, I'd be like, fuck you, old man, shut up and go get me a razor from IGA. But he was trying to protect us. He was trying to he protect was. us from the patriarchal expectations that he we was. had to shave our legs. He so thought that's it was a... so cool that we had hairy legs and <laughs> Amazon armpits. He was like, fuck it. Just who cares? But obviously at the time, we were like... 
no, let us fit in. We want to exactly. be smooth little dolphins like the girls at school. Anyway, I remember in year seven getting mocked by my friends and enemies included <laughs> about not shaving my legs. But I think that the more it went on, like, the more I didn't want to do it. Because yeah. I was like, literally, I was like, literally, why do you care? And even though on some level, yes, it upset me because they were supposed to be my supportive friends. They're saying, oh, who, here comes Grace, the long-legged tarantula. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I was tiny, so I was actually a squat little tarantula. <laughs> a petite tarantula. Anyway, the point is that even though you have such it dark hair me, as though you could see it from a mile exactly. away. <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> even though it upset me, you know, looking back on little childhood me, I'm really glad that I stuck to my guns for so long. And I remember a very similar situation, <laughs> Lily, where a girl that I, I shit you not, I had never seen her before in my life. We were waiting for the bus in the bus line. Are you like, who are wearing, you though, babe? No, I'm only like painting her this way because it's true. And also she wronged me, but she was wearing <laughs> fugly glasses. <laughs> okay. No, don't say that. Grace, you, you literally had braces and glasses as well. Like, what do you and mean? And a back brace, let's <laughs> and, not forget. And a scoliosis back brace. Yeah, I'm just and talking your legs were shaped. You were a whole thing in high school. <laughs> and you know what? You were still smoking hot. Like, I fucking I loved it. I was really hot. I had really cool hair as well. Anyway, had really short hair. Is, anyway, see, all my deformities were on the inside no scoliosis no, no. you think anyone can see that think again wait I don't want to take everyone you know if you wear glasses like most of us do we're not I'm not trying to say that that's a bad thing I wear thing. glasses I'm oh, just, yeah, I have worn fugly glasses in plenty of moments in my life this girl's in year eight I'm just saying her glasses were fugly no don't say the word fugly does that mean <laughs> fucking ugly that's so mean no Grace this is okay no, actually no, can't no. put that in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I not okay. That I wasn't fugly as well. I'm just like, no. She wasn't fugly. She was Don't, pretty. Stop gorgeous. using the word fugly, Grace. Okay, Our really podcast stopped. is an inclusive space okay, okay, for okay. everybody. She was wearing really hideous glasses, and this particular girl on this particular day decided to tell me she was probably in year ten or something. While we, I was waiting in line for the bus, minding my own fucking business, <laughs> she goes. All she said was just she looked over and she said something like. Ew, your legs are so hairy. <laughs> and I looked at her and the words passed through my face, which I didn't verbalise, but I said, well, your glasses are ugly. <laughs> so, yes, I am proud of the little girl who just refused to shave her legs, even though it caused her great pain. And I, yeah, I shave my legs now, but that's to be more aerodynamic when I'm running away from men who are trying to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I shave my legs now too, and it's because I don't like the spiky feeling of the hairs on my pajama pants. <laughs> pajama pants—they catch on things, you know. <laughs> on my flannelette pajama pants. <laughs> All right, next question. Oh, this oh no, this one's a this one really hits home for me though. What do you think about right person, wrong time? Or in brackets, would they make it happen if they actually wanted? I think right time is a massive part of someone being the right person. Like if someone seems perfect to you, but the timing isn't right on their end, then they're not the perfect person because they're not even around. They're not even an option. Oh, that's snap. as simple as it gets. Someone seems cool and that's great. And you you could literally, you could be in love with this person. But if it's unrequited, if they're like, nah, I'm not ready. If they're like ghosting you, 
then shooby dooby doo wop ba dooby doo. No, you know. Or if it's not the right time for you. You know what, Grace? You actually just simplified something that I've thought about a lot in my adult life because I've I have a penchant for being hung up on this actually because I've never been in a relationship before or been in love before, as you guys already know. But mm-hmm. I can definitely think of people that I've met in my life where I'm like, wow, we that really could have been something amazing because mm-hmm. I think that you're you know the type of person that I could have been in a relationship with and to Mm. myself I thought oh my god right person wrong timing yeah but like you just said the very notion of wrong timing sort of negates the idea of the right person because yeah none of us are divorced from our existence in time if that makes sense no literally you're a person (gasps) at this point in time so if the timing isn't right then the person isn't right we are woven into the fabric of the space-time continuum and there's simply no way around it so just cut him loose and move on but the second part of the question would they make it happen if they actually wanted on the one hand yes it's like that thing people will talk to you if they want to talk to you Mm -hmm. but on the other hand there's so many games that can be played that Mm -hmm. people don't even realize they're doing it yeah and it's like I can imagine it being the kind of thing you don't know how hard to push. Okay, yeah. should I reach out to them one more time and see if they want to hang out? Maybe they're shy. Maybe they're busy. Maybe they're this. Maybe they're that. But I do think that's all it comes down to. If they want to see you, if they want to talk to you, they will make it happen. They will. Yeah. Like you would. doesn't matter oh how many gosh, games there I've are. But I've thought of people in my life who I've let drop off because... I didn't think they were showing very much interest in me and I didn't want to spend energy, you know, on unrequited Mm -hmm. interest in them. But then what if it's a two-way street and they're thinking on the other side, oh, well, she hasn't shown that she's that keen, so I'm going to start dropping off. Like, I just think you have to be as open. And that's actually what the episode with Teo taught me a lot. It's like you have to be just open-hearted without the ego and the games Mm -hmm. and all the the filters. Totally. And I think I really think it's good to be an all-in type of person. It's like if you want someone, make it very clear because guess what? Then you're not sitting at home wondering, could I have done more? Should I have asked one more time? What if they were into me and they thought I just wasn't keen enough? Like if you just straight up tell someone, hey, like if you're in, like I would really like to make this happen or I would really like to see you. That's as clear as you can make it. And I can then, feel my heart withering as you're saying that though. Like I'm like, no, do mm-hmm. not do that. You're so, like protect yourself, you know. But what's yeah, the worst that's going to happen? You get rejected, you, know what? you bounce back. And this is what something that Lucy said as well, I think, which is that it doesn't matter. what, Like your soul shouldn't wither for making somebody else feel good because if you reach out to someone or if someone reached out to you saying hey I would really like to see you and you know I think you're really cool and if you want to do this then I'm totally in if someone messaged you something along those lines that's going to make you feel good about yourself so it shouldn't make your soul wither to be the person that's putting that energy out into the world. And I think it's, you know, if you're only going to make someone feel good, as long as you can deal with rejection and you have strategies for, you know, coping with it emotionally on, on your own, then I think it's an important way to be. I think it's a good way to be. Uh, next question. What future things are you looking to do as a band? We've both got UK British passports because our mum is English, in it, governor? And Woo! so, you know what? When we're all vaxxed, waxed and ready to go... I really want to go to the UK and do more shows over there and maybe even spend time like living there and becoming the Brit rockers that I want us to be. Exactly. And then coming Prime Minister of the UK and then coming Presidents of the United States of America and then probably getting a dog and settling down in a forest. Okay, next question. All right, fuck this shit. We've got to get ourselves sick and we've got to ramp it up. All right, real big turn-offs right. in the bedroom for men as in saying something or asking something. Turn-offs in the bedroom, easy. 
not to yuck anyone else's yum, but I really hate anything that's infantilized. I hate baby voice and I hate like, mm. oh, little sweetie, mm, mm, kissy, kissy, you know, <laughs> uh, anything that's, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I get that. Anything that's goo goo gaga is not, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. In the bedroom. I would probably agree. Boom, what's yours? I also think things that gross me out are things that are genuinely gross. Like bodily, bodily fluids and functions are great. Don't get me wrong. And it's all part of the experience. But like if someone has bad hygiene, you know, if you go to someone's room and they're just like living in squalor, I'm like, you are a troll under the bridge. Are you not, sir? What's going on here? So, yeah, I think just general good hygiene. Um, another question. We got a few of these. Lily, will you date me? Lily, I'm single too. Come to Perth. Grace, do the Perth TikTok and... song that's like, dum, 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 Okay, sure. Bum, bum. <laughs> All right. Lily, will dum, you date dum. me? Dun, 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 dun. Ding, ding, no. dun, dun. Lily, will you marry me? But ding. Ding, ding, jung, no, jung, probably ding, not. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, last question. What's Lily's type of guy? Let's manifest him. Oh my I agree. gosh! Let's. I'm not. I definitely have a type, but I don't feel comfortable expressing that on this podcast for the world to hear because I don't want to um, corner myself into any particular. So uh, even by saying that, you're acknowledging that your type has exceptions. Well, I'm sure my type does have exceptions, but I've yet to be attracted to or be with any anyone who isn't within my type, right? Can you give us a general idea of what your type is? Um, and it's interesting that you have a type because not everyone has a type. I know. Like if you ask me what's yeah. my type, I'd say... Anything that moves, really, I'd say for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I aesthetically and physically, I probably have a type. Oh, my God, that's just so awful and shallow to even say. See, the astrology book was right. True. You like shiny, new, muscly things. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Even now you're salivating. <laughs> Looking around like, a, what's Superman's name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is just going to pop into your living room window. Oh God. I've been watching Superman with Brandon and can I just say, we both have two points to say. <laughs> okay. One, Clark Kent's disguise, everyone knows what Superman looks like. Everybody's aware <laughs> of what Superman's face looks like. And Clark Kent waltzes in, puts on a pair of glasses and suddenly, bam, no one can recognise him. <laughs> he's right there. Shut up, Clark. It's the same face. He's, he's hench you know what uh, he's a journalist no there was one really good question which was hi guys you talk a lot about the strong relationship that was modeled to you by your parents curious to hear your thoughts on those who may not have had that and how it might affect them in their dating lives and I'll just say I have no idea what it would be like to be raised in a family or with um the dynamic of your childhood carers that didn't have the relationship that our parents had. And I'm so aware that we're pretty lucky to have had mm. that relationship modeled to us. And I just know that even amongst my friends, like most people probably don't have that stability or that sort of example of what that relationship looks mm -hmm. like. So it is totally. strange. I think about it a lot. And I think about, you know, for all the things that I have to unpack about my own perspective on relationships and love and how that affects me, it would be so different if we didn't come from that place because I think a lot of how we see the world is drawn from our parents. Yeah and everybody knows that and that's why I feel pretty uncomfortable and unqualified trying to answer that question because everybody's experience of their family and carer relationships are going to be so formative for them. I think another thing that I've learned getting older and realizing that 
a lot of the time our experience is the exception to the rule. Like a lot of people do not have easy relationships into family relationships. And I think something I've learned from them is that your family can be chosen. Like you can build a family around you of people that you don't share the same genes with. And I think that's probably something that's good to remember maybe. Oh my gosh, Grace. I have to share this with everyone off your point. So we caught up with our really divine friend, Julia, the other day. And we were talking about the concept of blood being thicker than water and people feeling like they have to stay attached to their birth family families despite the many things that families can put each other through and Uh Julia said and I did not know this but she said that the expression blood is thicker than water has actually lifted from an old saying that is actually the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb mind blown so it actually means the opposite isn't so that it basically crazy? means the brothers like, that you choose in the yes, monk the people ship? that you choose. To around. Yeah, so choice is more powerful than womb water. Know, the cards that you've been dealt with your family. So yeah, I think that's definitely exactly that sums it up perfectly. That's a beautiful thing to keep in mind. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Love Clues. It's been a pleasure to have you all here, and I hope you've learnt a little bit about us. And we feel like we've learnt a little bit about you from these questions as well. So keep living out there with your spindly, hairy legs. And next week, we have amazing guests lined up from this week onwards, actually, forever and always. So that's something to look forward to. We'll see you next Monday on Love Clues. Bye. Bye. Bye.